0: If you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash mark stitching. Now here is your host, Mark, with a story of faith.
1: Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark. With me today is Jarrett Michael. It's
2: good to be here. Glad to be
1: with you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, so... We're sitting in your church right now, and uh, you started a nonprofit. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, man, about five years ago, um, I was youth pastoring at my dad's church, and um, the youth group that I um, had the privilege of youth pastoring um, was not like a normal youth group, very different. A lot of kids come from broken backgrounds, a lot of struggling kids that were walking into youth group every single Wednesday night. And out of that, God really just gave me a heart for these teens. I mean, I'm a born and raised in the church i'm a second generation pastor my dad is a pastor so when kids walk in and say hey pastor i'm battling with a heroin addiction or pastor 14 years old i'm pregnant i know i don't know how to deal with that stuff that didn't come in the manual so um i just one wednesday night i just prayed and said god really need your heart like i can't do this and god just said jared if you'll give me your life and make your life a 24 7 ministry i'll bless i'll bless what you do and so out of that kind of birth, what we do now, the Dream Center, and, and five years ago I watched a sermon by Pastor Matthew Barnett from the LA Dream Center, and he just shared how God gave him a vision 20 years ago to plant this 24-7 ministry that would minister to broken people. And so um, I just gave God was in my hand at the time, and that was youth ministry, mm-hmm. and out of that we started doing some adopt the blocks and different things, ministering, and um, about Two years ago, um, almost three, I stepped down from youth pastoring just because I knew God was leading this thing to become bigger than just youth ministry. And here we are today, um, five years later from kind of the initial birth of it and seeing what God's doing today. And about eight months ago, we um, we planted a church, uh, which is now City Beach Church. We merged together with the old Westside Community Church and we kind of rebirthed it. And so now we're a Dream Center nonprofit and a church and God's just... Up to something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're,
1: we're here in Baltimore, just so yep. you know. What's the websites, just if people want to check it out?
2: Yeah, they go to citybeat.org, so it's city and then B-E-A-T.org, um, both the Dream Center and church websites link on there. Mm-hmm. And you, you talked
1: about your dad. Your dad is now the pastor at the church that I basically got saved right, in. Right, right. Um, Eastern Assembly over in Dundalk in Baltimore. Uh, your dad's been there for—
2: Wow, I want to say over 17 years. Wow, if that it, sounds I, it's, right, yeah. It's,
1: it it's <laughs> it doesn't sound like that long ago, right? Uh, so uh, I had left, you know, and had had gone to college and uh, started uh, pastoring. I was at Carney and, and, yeah. and down in Abundant Life, and he came on. He he's done a lot of good work there. We knew each other through through some of that. Um, you know, Eastern has always been, you know, a a. You know, a home space for me. It was Absolutely. it was that first. It was that first. You know, place where I learned how to who, to grow. So, I actually just saw your dad not or on Easter Sunday. Yep. So, when we record this, uh, we're about a week after yeah, after yeah. that. So, I uh, talked to him for a little bit uh, because my my family still goes there. So, mm-hmm. um, so you you were called to to do things. You moved down here. Uh, you're in. You know, you're in a neighborhood that needs help. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. And through stories that I heard with with, you know, from friends, we have we have a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. Um. And I always fe- I always <laughs> I was drawn to your ministry. I, I loved your ministry. You know, uh, homeless work has always been been mm-hmm. a part of of who I am. Um. You know, me and my son uh, and and my girlfriend go to do. Uh, first Sunday of every month, go to the Eastern Homeless uh, Ministry down there in Old Dundalk. So, but I'm very, very fascinated with your story and some things that you, you have done. So I asked you, what has God done amazing in your life?
2: Yeah, that's a great question and a big question, because um, I remember when I was 19 years old, first starting youth pastoring, I didn't set out to do um, anything that God has me doing today. And so really every day waking up is just an amazing opportunity because I set out after I graduated high school to kind of figure out what I want to do with my life. Growing up in the ministry, never really thought about pastoring or really never wanted to kind of follow that pattern. But, um, man, what has God done amazing? Um, just seeing the pattern of giving God every day what's in my hand. And um, I'll recall about two years ago when I stepped down from youth pastoring, there was no salary for what I was doing. No kind of I was single at the time and no kind of set anything. And I just knew I had a vision, knew I had a heart for the things God was doing. And I'll tell you what, God, every single day would just take the little bit I had and multiply. it. I mean, it's crazy, step by step, different things. And one example would be um, one point someone gave me a Corvette, which I'm like, (laughs) what in the world? Like, what do I need a Corvette for? How old were you then? So I was maybe that was probably maybe two years ago that happened. Please
1: tell me you pick picked your girlfriend up. Didn't yes. It? <laughs> yeah, oh
2: my goodness. Yes. Yes. So man, we drove it around for um, a little bit and then um, I've been married for a year now. So um, right before I got married, I sold it and bought my wife a car. Um, and, but the responsible, thing, r- right. Yeah, the yeah. responsible thing to do. We, we drove it around for a couple months, had fun, but it's just stuff like that. Like when you give God the it whatever it is, he's given you and you give it back to him, he supplies everything. And it's, and I'm just amazed because it's random stuff that God will just throw in my corner. I'm like, what in the world? What is this? But it's God just saying, you're stepping out in faith, doing what I've called you to do. So I'm going to meet your needs and go above and beyond. Like the verse says, um, he'll do immeasurably more than we can ever ask, think, or imagine. And, and honestly, every day, that's what it is for me. Because like you're saying, in the neighborhood we're in, it's broken. I mean, drug addicts are overdosing right on our doorstep. Um, shootings every single day in this neighborhood. But seeing God work through that brokenness, seeing people's lives restored, never gets old and that's an amazing testimony cuz I never was a drug, act, drug addict never drank in my life but being able to see God use someone like me to minister to mm-hmm. broken people cuz I was broken at one point maybe a different type of brokenness than the people we minister to but still brokenness is brokenness and seeing God use that has just been an amazing thing yeah are there any stories
1: that kind of stand out where where you know one person that you know you saw God kind of minister
2: through the, the ministry yeah. or through other people and, and things like that? Absolutely. So about eight months ago, me and my wife, um, got officially a install, installed as the lead pastors here at the church. And that day, um, a young lady was at the doorstep. Um, she was very, very high, about 60 pounds and was laying on the doorstep. And my wife just has a heart for young ladies. And, and, um, her name was Jessica. So, um, we brought her in that day, um, my wife sat next to her. Um, I preached and, and Jessica fell asleep on my wife's lap. And after the service, my wife's like, we have to do something. We we, we can't just leave Jessica how she is. And I mean, the way my life's been from youth ministry, when when, when the, the Eastern gave me a house to live in, I moved young guys into this house just to help them because they were homeless. Basically, my life has just been however we can, whatever's in our hand, however we can use it to glorify God. So we took her home with us that night. We, we two-day detoxed her. We got her into a rehab. We ended up losing contact with her because her situation was so, so bad. Um, I mean, she had parasites in her. It was just she would have died if we wouldn't have got her help. Well, we lost contact with her for a couple months, and then we got a a message out of the blue, and it was from Jessica. She said, hey, Pastor, I really need to talk to you and your wife. So my wife called her and said, you'll never believe what happened. Um, God has res- restored everything that I've lost, and today I'm serving God, and she just got baptized this past um, Sunday, and she's serving God. She's eight months clean now, and I'll tell you, the the, the stories never get old of how God just transforms a life. Jessica was hopeless, should have been dead, mm-hmm. but God brought her that Sunday, and here she is now serving God and just doing amazing things for God um, because of that. That, just that
1: that random you know random connection that that people have. It, not random, but you right, know it, yeah. it's at you know yeah. it's it's seemingly random. You know if if she was on your doorstep, she probably had no clue she was at a church or anything else, and and you're there to meet that need. Right. That's uh, such an amazing story. Any, any one more? One more you have or something like that? Yeah, think yeah, of.
2: Um, yeah. I, I I love telling stories of just what God's doing. <laughs> just um. keep going. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so um another another example is um there a guy named Stephen. Um he came on a Sunday morning, and um sundays can get a little crazy around here just because we live in pretty intense neighborhoods are trying to get ready for sunday service and everything on top of people coming in with a lot of needs um but Stephen came in just said hey and he used the phone pastor and he used the phone so i said all right you can use the phone he used the phone made a call he the backstory was he was sleeping um in a car just overdosing and high on heroin for multiple days should have been dead but god kept him alive came in that sunday just used the phone to call his girlfriend to get him out of the neighborhood he ended up getting out of the neighborhood we reconnected and he's five months clean. We actually were having roof problems here at the church. He came and donated his time to help put the roof back together because of the investment and the time we put into him. And and he has his family back now. And also they just had a little baby girl. And so it's just crazy how God will mend broken relationships. And we I could go on and on. I want to spend the whole time <laughs> with that. But yeah, it's just young girls like Jessica, guys like Stephen, walk through our door every single day. And one of my mottos have been for years. I heard a pastor say, to see a need and to meet it, to find a hurt and heal it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been my motto. Of, of,
1: Repeat that again for for, yeah, for yeah. us.
2: Yeah. So it's the, to to find a hurt and, and, and heal it. So if there's a if there's a hurt out there, we, we need to be able to heal it. Or sorry, to find a hurt and, and, and meet, or to find a need and meet it. To find a hurt and heal it has kind of been our um, motto the past couple of years because. It's every situation so different. Everybody comes in with a different story, different type of brokenness. Mm-hmm. But I realize I don't have the strength in myself to meet the need. I know God can, and so He's going to give us the uh, the ability to meet it, however that looks. If it's opening up our home for a couple of days, if it's um, allowing people just to use the resources God's given us in our hand to use it, then we'll we'll let them however yeah. we can. Yeah.
1: Is there any is there any plans to go anywhere else with this? Any anything else, or you know,
2: you feel that you're on one— the path that God set you, and you're just going to continue on. Yeah, yeah. So it's been amazing um, just the past couple of years seeing things unfold. Um, I mean, we're just very open to whatever God has. Um, we've seen a lot of different ministries birth out of just a simple fact of doing adopt the blocks and meeting needs. Um, one thing that's been um, just recently, the past couple years, is God's opened up a door for, and this will sound crazy, but for strip clubs. Um, we have a team of young ladies that minister to young girls on Friday nights on strip clubs. And we're seeing young ladies who are – because sex, sex trafficking is huge in Baltimore.
0: Mm-hmm. And we have
2: a team of young ladies now that will that saw a need and kind of took that same model. Pastor, how can we meet this need? I met with this young girl, Janelle. She had a heart for it. She worked with the Atlanta Dream Center for a while. And she said, I see a need. I don't know how to meet it. And I said, Janelle, we're going to get behind you. We're going to meet this need because that's a big need here in Baltimore. And and now Friday nights they meet and they meet together, pray together, worship together, and they go out in vans. And we are we're in six strip clubs now. The owners have said we want you here in our clubs because when you guys are here, the atmosphere changes, which is crazy for us to be in a strip club. And the owners like we need you here, and so they take bags now, minister to the girls, pray with them right there. Um, and two of the strip clubs they actually give us access to the back of the room. So these young ladies, um, a team that we raised up, go in the back rooms before the girls got on the dance floor and they're ministering to them. And, and one of the clubs, the girls made this. So we write letters to the girls just saying, you're loved by God. You have a heavenly father who cares about you and, and, and loves you. And so they took all these letters and made a poster board of them. So every time they had gotten the club before they left the door, the poster board was hanging there. Mm-hmm. And these girls would see these letters that our team had written. And girls were so impacted by that, and God was doing the work that they started leaving the club. And one girl actually left her high heels one night after dancing and walked out and called Janelle and said, "I'm done with this. God has better things in store." <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you know, I—I uh, mean, I don't even know what to
1: say. You know, you just don't—you don't think of that. It's you know? true. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, that wouldn't be my ministry. You know, <laughs> so that God's called somebody up to yes, do that. Yes. You know. Um, you know, we all we all have to find a need. We all we all have been called to do something, yeah. and uh, some of us are called to study the word uh, very in depth and teach absolutely. it, preach it. Some of us are called to to meet a need. And um, you know, I've I've known you for for a little bit of time, yeah. and uh, you know, I've always been I've always been overjoyed to see your heart. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that's okay to absolutely, say. Absolutely, uh, You know, it, and and hearing the stories about the Dream Center and and, and everything else that that you know. Some of our friends had it just just made me made me happy to hear. And, and when we were able to connect at that pastor's conference, yeah. um, I was I was overjoyed to see that uh, that you'd be on the podcast and, uh, you know, we could we could we could get something out there to share. So but here at Amazed by God, we kind of end with two just general questions because we like to get to know people. And um, so first is, is there any Bible character, Bible story, Bible verse that has touched you um,
2: and why? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, I love the Bible, love reading it, Uh, but one story in particular that would stand out to me, one that I've really kept dear through this process of what we're doing here at CDB is the story of Caleb. Um, So many of us know the story of Joshua and Caleb, right, who brought back the report to Moses when all the other spies were kind of like, you know, this this report is, is, is there's giants in the land, but Caleb's like, everyone be quiet. And, you know, the Bible said he silenced the crowd kind of saying, everyone be quiet for a minute so I can speak. And he said, you know, yes, there's giants, but God's given us the victory. Um, but I love not so much the beginning of that story. I love the ending when, when Joshua is, is casting lots to, to divide up the land. Caleb was, was 85 years old at that point. And while, while Joshua was trying to divide the land, Caleb's like, hold up a second. You're not going to, cast a lot to tell me what land I get I want the hill country because that's the land God promised to me and that was the the part of the territory that hadn't been conquered yet so this 85 year old man was going to take his family and have to still drive out foreign lands and it just it just challenges me because as I get older I mean I'm only 28 now but as I get older I want that 85 year old mentality of even at 85 I want to still drive out the places the enemy is trying to work in and still have that same heart that I do now and not lose the passion over time or to kind of maybe at some point dive into retirement mode of, ah, you know, I'm, I'm good here. I'm settled here, but I want that same 85 year old mentality that Caleb had. Give me the hill country. And I love the ending of that because it said that the, the territory used to be called and the name was after their greatest giant, but then it got changed to Hebron because um, Caleb took over the land. And so it was interesting to see how that unfolded. How Caleb took over the biggest giant in the land, even at eighty-five years old. It just—that's the kind of mentality I want. Yeah, that—that that will preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm trying not to do here. That's—that's <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah.
1: that's a great story. I mean, that's a great way to look at it. That and having that—that that mentality is awesome. I've—I've I've never. You know, use that analogy before. That's that's pretty fantastic. You know, while you were talking about that, it reminds me of you know Jesus saying, "Talk about this mountain, you know, to go. You know what I'm going to see." And he's staring at Herod's mountain. You know where yeah. where it is. You know which is this man made mountain, the glorify mm. the 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 governor or whatever he would be called of, of that area. And he goes, you see that mountain, you know, you have faith like a muscle seat. It will go, you know, and and that was the person that was oppressing them. That was, that was, you know, had their thumb on their their necks. And that's so good. So that's awesome. So we, we also like to see what, what, you know, music kind of moves our lives. Music kind of, you know, pushes us in ways that sometimes, you know, words can't do or or things can't do. So I ask everybody Christian or not, it doesn't matter. Um, What kind of, what song that somebody could listen to on iTunes or on YouTube
2: that has touched you in your life? Absolutely. So, a lot of songs over the years, um, but I would say currently, right now, um, the biggest song that's been impacting my life is the song, it's called Champion by Bethel. I don't think it's released yet, it's on YouTube, Um, but the song is just so rich about God being our champion, and it's so good, it's just... It's about nine minutes long, so if you got the time to listen to it, but it's it's just so rich in kind of the season God has us in right now in a land that's so desolate and isolated. People are dying every day. Um, that song just reminds me that I serve a God. He's a champion, mm-hmm. and he's never lost a battle, nor will he lose one. And even though all around me it looks like, man, this is a losing battle, God. This is a territory that's the enemy's been here for years, but that song every day I listen to it in the mornings before I start my day it just reminds me. Jared, you serve a God who's a champion. Um, Great song. If you haven't heard it yet, take a listen to it. I haven't heard it yet.
1: I'll I'll definitely do it today, probably. Yes, Yes, (laughs) it's a great song. My way to work. Uh, Bethel Worship. Yeah, Bethel worship. uh, And it's champion. Yep, champion. Okay, uh, so yeah, go check that out on YouTube. So for Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library, I'm your host, Mark. Uh, I want to say thank you to Jarrett.
2: Yeah, Um,
1: Again, give us our website so we can kind of check you out again.
2: Yeah, so if you go to citybeat.org, so city and then B-E-A-T.org, all the info's there, and you can click on the links.
1: All the info's there. Thank you very much. And uh, so, uh, again, for Amazed by God, we will see you next Monday.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five star rating and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.